This is Takeaway Only, a podcast about the hospitality industry in crisis. I'm Howie Kahn, and these are the stories of the people who take care of you. Today's guest is Melanie Dunay. Melanie is a photographer, an artist, and a philanthropist at heart. During this pandemic, she's turned to the healing power of dessert. Along with Anjali Kumar, Judy Wong, Stephanie March, and Gail Simmons, Melanie has launched Treats Help. It's an initiative that funnels money into food service businesses while delivering delicious baked goods to hospital workers throughout New York City. Hear how it all started, what it takes to execute, who it's helping, and how you can make sure the treats keep coming. We're back tomorrow with an all-new guest. Please hit subscribe so you don't miss it. Stay tuned now for Melanie. Melanie, hi. Hi, Howie. You and some friends have started an organization called Treats Help. You're delivering delicious uh, baked goods, milkshakes, sweet things to frontline medical workers all over New York City. I'm really interested to know about what your days are like doing these drops. I know you're about to set out to do one tomorrow. So tell me where you're going. Tomorrow, we are heading over to Mount Sinai West, where I've already been once before, Mount Sinai East, um, and Lincoln Hospital. And um, yes, our, our aim is to bring delight and deliciousness to these frontline workers, while also, you know, hiring local bakeries and not for cost, but for profit, hiring them so that they can, you know, make a little bit of moolah. I like the double purpose of, of your Treats Help uh, mission. I know you've been trying to serve some of the um, hospitals, smaller hospitals, outer borough hospitals, underfunded hospitals who have been really battling COVID-19 in an intense way. Tell me about who you're meeting well, I got a heartbreaking email. You know, one thing leads to another. And um, I got a heartbreaking email from a Dr. Sarah over at Bronx Care a couple of weeks ago. And she said, we have received nothing. So I dropped everything and literally raced over there with um, a big, big bunch of treats. You know, we try to do 200 to 300 individual pieces for each drop. But sometimes, like in this case, we went off full hog. And, you know, I... I arrived at the hospital, which is far, far in Corona. It's kind of like between Corona and Elmhurst. And when I arrived, they were waiting outside with a cart and, you know, all in their scrubs. And we did a sort of contactless handoff. And I mean, I could tell with their eyes through their masks, they were smiling. What did you bring them? Um, well, I brought the Mazadar Bakery brownies. Ardesia and Mandy Ozer made some wonderful um, chocolate chip cookies. Empire Bakery made some mini black and white cookies because the, the idea is that it will be one to two bites and you can eat it with one hand. So small, simple delights. That's a pretty good haul. I would be smiling with my eyes <laughs> to get a Mazadar Bakery care package too. You know, I have to say that since this quarantine, I haven't probably been moving as much and I was sore the next day from carrying all these boxes. Who are some of the other vendors you're working with? Um, we've had a lot of luck. Levain started us off and they actually donated to Elmhurst and they donated a hundred cookies, which, you know, is just like Christmas. Um, so we've worked with them four times. Um, we're, try we're repeating a little bit. 
Empire Bakery twice. High Street on Hudson, Melissa Weller over there had a whole freezer full of things that are just sitting there, you know, baked goods. So we've commissioned her twice to um, bake off some of that stuff. Um, we Thomas from Raquel from La Bernadette made really, really delicious muffins that actually were welcome because they were able to use those for breakfast. Um, Fever Tree, which is not a um, baked good, but it is a sweet, delicious ginger ale. They delivered to all the Montefiore hospitals in the Bronx. And we've had um, a few little tiny places like Dolceria in Harlem. And we've had Legally Addicted Food and OCD Chocolates, a tiny little chocolatier in the East Village. So it's been nice. I mean, I said to one of them, how are you doing? And they said, we've made $500 this week. Thanks to you guys. Wow. Um, you're a photographer by trade and, and an artist and a, and a photo journalist. So why make the choice during this to uh, get cookies and, and, and cakes to frontline medical workers as opposed to, you know, doing what you do with your camera and your mind? Well, that's a great question. I, um, I have been going out with my camera and I have been donating my photographs 100% for um, different charities that, of people's whatever they wish. But I kept sort of wandering around thinking, you know, I just want to feel better. I want to treat. That would make me feel better. Maybe a cookie, maybe something like that. And then I was talking to a group of friends. I'm not doing this alone. I've got um, four friends, Anjali Kumar, Judy Wong from Cafe Clooney, Stephanie March, and Gail Simmons helping. And we all thought, you know, we can do something. Maybe it's not going to be on the hugest scale, but every little bit helps. And we thought, well, treats are good. And as I was talking to a nurse at one of these hospitals, she said, we're so grateful for the salads and the pizzas. and the, But you know what? We would love some treats. And then Stephanie said, well, treats help, don't they? So bingo. So it's sort of, um, I suppose, my way of coping is diving into these sort of projects and going headfirst into them and uh, feeling maybe that every little bit helps. You've done it before. After Hurricane Sandy, you put on uh, Shame on Sandy, which was a tremendous benefit event and raised a lot of money for people who were homeless, hungry. That was so fun. That was the best talent show ever. You have a... You have a knack. You have a real talent. Well, it, it really speaks to the community. I mean, I have to say that the the way that people have come out and help, and this is not me. I mean, I, I you know somebody has to put their name forward first, but everybody is helping so much. I've had so many friends. Our friend Chris Gerdovic calls up and says, "I think you should write this on Instagram. Give people you know statistics." Somebody else says, "Catherine Caslino, let me design the logo." I mean, it really is a, a community effort. I really mean that. What's the barrier to entry to doing something like this? One of the lessons I'm taking from what you've been doing is that if you get a dedicated group together, there's a lot you can achieve in the form of aid. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, not getting buried, not oversaturating people. We're all trying to figure out day to day, hour to hour what's happening, what, what is going to happen, what's happening now. And I fear that um, one, um, we're being asked a lot of ourselves and of others right now. So that's why I sort of come out of the gate and say, if you can give $10, because each drop only can range between $400 and $600. So that's not a lot of money for 
400, you know, items. Um, that means 400 doctors and nurses get a little something. Or the, also, it's the security guard. I mean, last week I went to Jacoby and I went into the emergency room, which thankfully was empty. And I stood there waiting for my contact. It was freezing. That's why I went inside. And I just started handing stuff out. I gave it to the security guard, to the EMT guys. And they were so grateful. You're like Santa Claus. Yeah, except the one that said, oh, I have cavities. I can't have one. <laughs> um, what are you doing to protect yourself during, during these drops? I mean, we're supposed to be home. We are supposed to be home. And I'm taking very, this very seriously. And I mean, I'm being extremely cautious. Um, first of all, I am masked up completely, gloved up, hair up. Um, I wear the same clothes outside every day and they go into a separate room and that's where they live. Um, as soon as I come home, I take a massive shower. I clean my nose and my ears and <laughs> all my little areas. Um, and I don't really engage, you know, once you do it, it sounds scarier than it is. You go, you put the stuff down on the ground, they pick it up and they take it. You nod at each other and that's it. What's it like driving around the city right now? It's empty. I mean, it is empty. I actually was talking to my UPS man because in my photography, I decided to photograph all of my essential workers. And Marlon, who's um, just a superhero in the neighborhood, was telling me that he comes to work, he leaves two hours later than he used to, and he finishes an eight-hour shift in four because there is no traffic. Interesting. So people are staying home, and I don't mean to disrespect the rules by going out, but I'm a volunteer, and I'm helping, and I feel like I'm being very safe, and I'm not asking people to jeopardize themselves. The bakers all, we have a call, we have a security, you know, a very, no one's being pushed into this. So tomorrow's delivery schedule, what's the first thing you do? Are you going to multiple bakeries, one bakery? Yeah, well, I had a, a few bakers not wanting to um, deal with delivery, so they deliver to my house. So I am sitting, I wish you could see, <laughs> in a scone donut heaven right now. <laughs> so first we'll stop at Mazadar, and then we're going back to Ardesia, because some of our um, purveyors we're going to a couple of times. Um, they've asked us to, and we're thrilled to. And then we hit the hospitals, and the whole trip will take about five hours. Wow, that's a long day. What's the, what's the route? Are you, do you do multi, multiple boroughs in one day or do you try to stick to, to one borough? Well, last, last um, week we did the Bronx and Jacoby and the Bronx, New York Health Center. That was um, fascinating, but it's a little unfamiliar. And tomorrow we're staying mostly on the island except for Lincoln up in Harlem. Actually, that's still on the island. And um, I think that now I'm sort of, you know, my, my aim is to keep this going. I was just having a chat with the other ladies and we don't know where this is going, when this is ending. And I know that we are all tightening our wallets and scared. And I'd like to keep trying to bring this delight and this deliciousness for as long as possible. I would like a treat. This is, this is my takeaway from, from this conversation with you. I think you're doing amazing work, but I just want somebody to bring me a cookie. Right. <laughs> Well, so are you. Your, your podcast and all the information you're sharing is really, really important. And, you know, I'm, no, I'm so inspired by many of the people that you've already had on, like what Berta is doing with Casa Dragones and the way she got information with her community, 
what Jose is doing, what Eric is doing with City Harvest, Eric Repair. Um, but I'm grateful that you're shining a light on our little effort because I do, if I, I don't think I could get out of bed if I didn't believe that every single little bit helps. It's, it's kind of like everyone's doing their part. You know, it's, it's, it's a thing like my grandfather would say, you know, everybody's got to do their part. I don't even know if I understood what he meant by that until now. I'm 41 years, years old. I, there hasn't been many occasions in our lifetime where we've collectively had to come together in such a strong way for so long, for such, a, for such an extended period of time. This could perhaps be our greatest challenge. Yeah, and it's really kind of just beginning. Hmm. And, you know, there's so many other people like, you know, Pat, Patty and Hans Rockenwagner in Los Angeles. They have managed to not close their bakery, pivot, partner with a farm stand and delivering all this deliciousness around Los Angeles. I mean, Mimi Chang's is delivering thousands of dumplings. Simon over at Coates is doing, I mean, it's just, it's, it really is so inspiring to see what, how beautiful this community is just rolling up their sleeves and helping. Yeah. I mean, you've documented the, the food and, and restaurant and hospitality world for years. Um, and you've kind of become a provider of hospitality yourself as a result of, of all your work, it's kind of interesting. You're just doing the thing now that you've covered for so long. That's funny. It's interesting. Yeah. I can think of nothing else. You know, Dana Cohen said, how did you think of this idea? And I said, Oh, Dana, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just, you know, when you have an idea and you think you can help and let me tell you, I spend a lot of hours on making the Excel sheet, figuring out if we have enough money trying to help new bakeries. I am an expert on the hospital system in the five boroughs. So it is not without effort, but um, I feel like it's the least I can do right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I think one of the positive things that's happened is people are now paying attention to medical workers who, as we were discussing earlier, um, do heroic things like this 365 days a year, no matter what's going on in, in the world. Very true. And as I walk into the, um, you know, hospitals, I've only walked into two, but, or for, to get into Lincoln, she wants me to meet her at the emergency room, which means I walk through all of the ambulances. And there are clusters of drivers sitting together, smoking cigarettes, hanging out. This is what they do. I mean, one person said to me, we're not heroes. We do this every single day. And I said, okay, I still think you're a hero. <laughs> but you know, they're like, this is our work. How much money have you guys raised so far? And, and what are your fundraising goals? Um, well, I actually can tell you it's $16,445. Bravo, um, bravo. Thank you, thank you. Um, I would love to just keep going. There aren't really goals. I just changed it from 20000 to twenty five. Um, I'd like to, I didn't expect that we would be in lockdown so long and call me naive. But uh, so my goal is to, I suppose until we are open and we have the funds, I would like to continue, but we'll see. Has somebody donated a car to you? I mean, we're, we're New Yorkers driving our own vehicle. Isn't always, you know, an available thing. How are you getting around? Well, I did Zipcar at first, which I heavily sanitized. Um, I got a ride from Michael, my boyfriend, one day, and I got Amanda Clute, our friend, is driving tomorrow. 
So people are offering, and that helps because that saves $75 that we would pay in delivery that we can put towards the food. That's, that's great. Yeah, that's so great. if anyone wants to drive me next week. <laughs> Could be me. <laughs> I'd love that. Could be I'd me. I'd you with a brownie. <laughs> that's exactly the kind of compensation I'm looking for. Um, Melanie, our show is called Takeaway Only. What's your big takeaway from putting together and, and helping to run Treats Help over the last several weeks? Oh, that every little bit counts. And that, you know, people want to help. And uh, you, I just happen to be leading this thing. But if you, we turn to our right, to our left, you, everyone's trying to do their bit. And I think that um, that's really wonderful. And it shows the human spirit. And I won't stop. I know you won't. <laughs> Melanie, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate your time and I love those treats. Thank you, Howie. That was Melanie Dunay. You can follow her on Instagram at Melanie Dunay. And you can donate to Treats Help at www.gofundme.com slash F slash treats dash help. Thank you so much for listening. Takeaway Only is produced by Casey Kahn, Rob Corso, and me, Howie Kahn, for Free Time Media. Our logo is by Reynald Philippe at B-Poles. Music by John Palmer. Special thanks to Kristen Millar, Antoine Ricardou, Raphael Weil, and to the whole team at Welcome. Check out their important community building work at welcomeconference.org. We're back tomorrow. This is Takeaway Only.